0: Welcome to the Footwear Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Outdoor Insight, Team Insight, Textile Insight, and Footwear Insight with related digital publications, Team Insight Extra twice monthly, Textile Insight Extra once a month, and Footwear Insight Extra on Wednesdays. Now it's time for the latest podcast. Today I am speaking with Mr. Frank Fox. Co founder of Sustainable Composites in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. After an extensive career in the materials industry and textile engineering, Mr. Fox, who was both a scientist and engineer, teamed up with Tom Timon, his partner, to create this company that produces materials from recycled leather scraps. Uh, these materials are said to be as durable and aesthetically pleasing to, as the hide that the leather lovers adore. The identified leather waste was an unutilized material that has until now had an adverse impact on the globe's environment. The duo invested five years and $3 million in R&D to develop the process behind sustainable composite. It is a new application of fiber technology that uses only leather fiber derived from waste leather to produce a responsible product with attributes previously only available within traditional leather. With potential applications ranging from footwear and apparel to small leather goods, furniture, and automotive seats, VF Corp. owned Timberland is one of the first adopters in the footwear space. Well, good afternoon, Frank. Thanks for joining me on the footwear insight podcast today.
1: Good afternoon, Bob. Good to meet you.
0: Thanks. You too. Well, as we get started, maybe you could first tell our listeners briefly about your career in the material industry and some background on your co-founding of Sustainable Composites. And uh, the third part of that question is, where did you secure the $3 million investment for the R&D?
1: Both my partner and I were in another company that uh, used uh, actually paper-making type processes. And we had several projects on recycling at that time and one that we started with was leather. Uh, We sold that company and my partner and I decided to go out on our own and form our own company and take a different approach for preparing a leather product. Uh, Many good leather products are made by grinding leather and putting the particles in matrix and and making a, a bonded leather product we decided to try a different process. And that was to actually take leather scraps, open up the fibers, and actually create individual fibers that would go into a solution. So we could start from the form that leather would normally start from. And once we achieved the process to do that, then we could put it back together as we take it from a slurry to a solid piece. And it's just like leather, the fibers go back together again they bond together again, and we take leather, take it apart, put it back together again. It was a difficult journey because Mother Nature didn't yield her secrets easily. We had to develop some chemistry, mechanical processes in order to do it and do it repeatably. And it resulted in a process and a technology that we have now have five patents on, and we've just introduced it to this marketplace, this year and it seems to be going very well. It it is very supple, it's flexible and has the properties of leather in various thicknesses. It can be offered in a wide range of products and the real key is it is a perfectly dimensioned product. Squares or sheets, no holes and it gives good um, yields and good processability to a user.
0: Uh, and also, can you talk to where you got the where did you get the investment money for to keep to, to get started here?
1: We needed to. We didn't understand the process of takes so long. so both Tom and I, my partner Tom Hyman, invested our own monies. Oh, I see. As time went on, we sought small investors, friends of mine that we explained to. So we developed a group of uh, investors. We have about eight investors, and they have uh, put money in uh, to uh, reap the benefits as we grow to a larger marketplace. Very friendly investors help us a lot, and that's how we started off.
0: So let me ask you next, uh, uh, Frank, what what is your company's process for obtaining the recycling of the, I understand, some 3.5 billion pounds of other scraps that are typically discarded by manufacturers annually? Know, you know, how do you get the scraps and you know, where you're sourcing, making your material, your composite?
1: It is very easy to get the scraps. Everybody is trying to get rid of the scraps, so we get them free. We take we have a couple of sources we use primarily. But what we're now finding in the industry is a lot of companies are are being encouraged, and in some areas are being strongly encouraged to recycle their scrap. So we have many people call and ask if we can recycle their scrap. And we actually have a few programs where we take rather large quantities of of scrap for individual companies and we recycle it. They take it back and use it or sell it. So they are a 360 degree company. That desire is strong in Europe for us and it's growing in the U.S. And we now have one or two folks that are on stream doing that.
0: Yeah, but also, if you, do, if you make your material in Lancaster PA, you have to get the material to Asia, the company who makes the pro- most of the product, the athletic at least, and casual sourced in Asia. Do you have to transport the product from North America to Asia for the user at the factory level?
1: Well, this product is pretty easy to transport. Uh, we would make rolls of material, and it could be up to several hundred yards of rolls and we could transport it, and then would uh, they could cut it to sheets over there, finish it, and use it. And we've been in businesses before that it's fairly easy to do that. There's not a high expense with that. So we can make the product in the U.S. and ship it over there. If, however, people are interested in using their own scrap in that area, we will most likely need to put facilities in that area in order to utilize their own scrap.
0: Now, I was just going to ask you that, but I've I've obviously been writing about Pao Chen lately, and you, why, why, given the the shutdown of factories in Vietnam most recently because of COVID, but obviously if those factories that produce for large manufacturers wanted to utilize your process, you could work with them in their countries to do such.
1: Well, actually, that's a very good comment. Um, There is strong interest in putting a facility in Vietnam, uh, at least we have a lot of encouragement. So many products are made there and most likely in Europe oh. because we have a lot of customers that want to recycle their product in Europe. So we're now working with a company or uh, thinking about working with a company to actually make a product in Europe.
0: Oh, okay. And a product that would be used for operas primarily, correct? It could be used for a lot of products. Our,
1: it depends on how you process it. Uh, we have strong interest in bags, handbags, where make very thin products that could be used for coverings of various kinds. The shoe business is, is fairly, st- interest is fairly strong, and we can make it various thicknesses and also flexibilities.
0: I just want to ask you, too, about the, the scrap leather. The scrap leather that you might get from, say, a fine Italian leather hiking boots, different than the scrap leather you might get from a, a cheaper a shoe that's going to be sold at like a mass merchant, does it matter in terms of making a composite?
1: That is a very good question. That is the situation. The there are lots of streams of leather come in. Some are better than others. So we've had to develop the chemistry and the technology to process each one of them differently, oh. but they all will come out with the same result. We just have to use a little technology twist to use
0: one leather versus
1: another leather.
0: Oh, I see. So your, compo- your, your role of composite at the end will be the same as no matter what, yes. what you put into it. I will say though, generally,
1: the high quality leather will make a better product.
0: Okay. It makes sense. It makes total sense there. It does. That's it specific.
1: makes, it can make the better, the generally the better the leather individually, the better the leather, the better the recycled leather will
0: be. Okay. And then uh, next I wanted to ask you about the cost of your Inspire leather. I don't want you to give me the cost, but versus traditional leather, would, would, would your product save brands, contract manufacturers money if they use your product versus uh, traditional leathers? I assume yes. Well, we generally
1: were less costly than traditional leather or traditional finished leather. The gain for using ours is the total cost of use because you get very good yields with our product uh, because they're perfectly dimensioned. You You can get it in a sheet, you can get it in a roll, fixed and dimensioned to meet your requirements. And if you can send it back if you don't have a scrap. Send it back to us, or you're finished. So it's a zero scrap proposition for a user.
0: And, and would it would require the manufacturer, the, uh, the the contract manufacturer, to add any steps in the process or any machinery to use your product. If they're making footwear, really. I should say.
1: Not really. No, um, actually, we we make the leather, and then we send it to a finisher. Oh, I see. And finisher doesn't need to change things we change a little bit in how they would soften it like a leather we change a little bit in what kind of coatings they would use to best suit our product but it's pretty much fits into the leather cycle very well
0: i'm telling you frank when i first heard about your product from your um, your uh, pr people inspire leather i thought back to i've been in the industry shoe industry since 1987 i thought back to clarino that leather substitute that used by nike golf shoes back in the early 90s Oh, yes, I remember that. So, how did I mean? I don't even know if that's used any longer, but does Inspire weather take the issue of sustainability to another level than maybe Corina did? I, I, I don't know. I know there
1: have been some leathers made that, that, for some various reasons, will fail. One thing that Inspire has it's very breathable, it's a wearable leather. You can use it in shoes. It is very breathable, very abrasion resistant. So, some of the some of the problems that coated leathers would have or vinyl leathers, it, where moisture will not go through it. Right. This product you can wear as a shoe. I, we have shoes here we made and they're very comfortable
0: and it will not sweat. Okay, and to the naked eye, to the average consumer, would they know the difference between leather and your product or they wouldn't or they know or they wouldn't know if they weren't told? <laughs> we have people
1: to the naked eye that are experienced in leather and they don't see a difference.
0: Well, I want to ask you next, Frank, you know, how would the utilization of your company's material help the, the sustainability stories of shoe brands? I know they're all into sustainability these days, and it sounds like you talk about the zero-sum game with your product and going around the cycle. It would actually, I would think, help them. Do you agree? It does.
1: Some companies have done the life cycle analysis, and we we come up very well in reducing carbon footprint and CO2 and and various aspects of that life cycle. I actually can submit, anybody's interested, we can submit the results. So that's a positive. And then not having to throw product away, getting better use of product. It was surprising to me when I started, we started, how much leather is wasted? Mm. I mean, it's something like almost a half a pound a year for everybody in the world. That's a lot of leather. And when you go through the process, maybe half to two thirds of the leather is wasted one way or the other—cut wow. back, thrown it away. Uh, it's rather a high waste product, so we help that, and we avoid things going to the any other disposal. And we offer new products to the customer, offer better processing products to the manufacturers. So we hit a lot of pluses. We feel.
0: Okay. And also, I was going to say, would your product be um, sometimes used in unison on a footwork, in a footwork case, used in unison with traditional leather? Maybe the traditional leather is the toe area of the upper, but, but trim parts would be your material, so thus saving overall cost?
1: Absolutely. No problem at all. Oh, okay. uh, we, have, we have shoe manufacturers now that will be introducing products. I can't give the name. Right. Okay. And they'll do that. They'll have some parts of leather and parts of with our product. And other approaches. There's there's another company that's going to be using our product totally. So it definitely fits together very well. It has good stitchability. It's it's tough and has it's good stitchability.
0: Oh, good. Okay. And so my leads to my last question, Frank. You know how prevalent do you hope that your Inspire Weather could be in the global footwear industry over the next two or three years? And are there certain segments of footwear, athletic, dress, outdoor, casual. Where you think it makes where you think it makes more sense? Well, there seems to be a lot of
1: interest in both shoes, but also bags. There's also a lot of interest we see where people are trying to recycle shoes one way or another. We see a big volume in that. And we'd be able to contribute likely in both of those areas. I think the big market for us is going to be the desire to, to people not to throw away their scrap after they process it and they'll want to recycle it and use it some way. That's that was not a vision we had when we started, but I think the world's stepping up a little bit and making the requirements tougher. I've been told in Europe, uh, the supplier has cradle to grave responsibility. He's got to make sure his products handled well. I've been told that in, in Europe, uh, you buy a pair of shoes, if you take it back and you buy the next one, you get a discount or it's got to be used somewhere else. So. Primary manufacturers are more concerned about where their scrap's going uh, as is, that's growing in the world today. That's a plus to us. I see.
0: Uh, can you talk a little bit about, I don't know if you can, or you can't really talk to the brands, but I know the release that I got from your PR people said that Timberland will be the first one to use your product in, I guess, in the outdoor space. When going Is it going to hit the market in 2022? Is that the idea? Can you just tell me that?
1: Uh, not before that. Not before 2022. No, that, that's probably a good number. Not before that. I don't know what their timberlands very thorough in their cycle. I mean, it's a long cycle. They plan very right, well. Right. So I don't know when they really plan to, to put any product on the marketplace or how they'll tag it. It won't be before 2022.
0: But they have committed to Inspire Weather, though, correct? Yes, they're very supportive. It's Inspire. Yes. Okay, good. they okay. Were very supportive. they the very beginning. But finally, let's just wrap up with this, Frank. You know, what types of apparel might you consider using a company's product? Do you have any particular things? You said bags. think other shirts or coats, jackets, and they might use it as well? Well, we are now
1: working on a product to use in jackets. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's a thin product, and we're trying to target it to be as uh, soft as lambskin. We're not quite there yet. We're working with a large company in that development process, but we're moving close to being able to use our product in in some types of apparel. And that's a key project for us right now. Can't release anything yet, but I right, think okay. that we're going to be um, happy with what the results are.
0: Any of our listeners of our podcast, when it airs on com, and it's also on SoundCloud, if they want to get in touch with your company about and they have interest in your product, you know, where can they do that? Which, which, how should they contact you?
1: Well probably the very fastest way to contact me in the company would be to use my internet address that gets directly to me and I'm doing the marketing right now okay and um, you could go into our our website but I, I'm the one who gets it eventually and I can get you very fast turnaround Should I tell you what my website is
0: Sure go ahead Frank
1: go ahead okay. F as in Frank, L, as in Lee, Fox, F-O-X, 2001 at yahoo.com. Okay, great. Okay, great. And what will happen usually if you're interested, just when you call, ask for samples, ask for any information, and we'll usually turn it in a day.
0: Well, thanks very much, Frank. I've been speaking with Mr. Frank Fox, co-founder of Sustainable Composites in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, on the Footwear Insight podcast. I am Bob McGee.